I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get set for the season with up to $1,000 off. So you can set the stage with style and set the bar more beautifully. So why not settle in together on a new sofa? Because being at home doesn't mean having to settle for less. Even though the holidays feel a little different this year, Haverty's Furniture can help you create the perfect holiday setting with up to $1,000 off plus 0% interest. The Apostle Paul was considered dead. That's why he was crucified in Christ. Because he is a persecutor of Christians. He is a sinner, Brother Yuli. The Apostle Paul. He's dead. But he was resurrected by Christ. In a spiritual sense. Now he is living. Mm-hmm. He's living with Christ. Christ lives in him. That's why there is a spiritual death that happened to almost all sinners. It is not the physical death. The book of Romans chapter 5 verse 12, the death mentioned there is not the physical death. It is the death caused by sin that entered into the world uh, because of sin. And that death that passed upon all men that All have sinned. But there are people who die not in sin. So, they are not affected by that death caused by sin. And their death is precious in the sight of God. That verse is misinterpreted by almost all religious denominations. Welcome to the podcast that exposes biblical teachings you've never heard before. Tune in as we give you eye-opening insights on the authentic teachings of Jesus Christ, featuring no-nonsense preacher, Brother Ellie Soriano. Brace yourselves as we listen to The Unheard Truth from the Bible. Here is your host, Yuli Villamine. According to the Sudden Cardiac Arrest Foundation, Clinical death is the medical term for cessation of the blood circulation and breathing, which are two necessary criteria to sustain life. This occurs when the heart stops beating in a regular rhythm and is also known as cardiac arrest. Therefore, if one individual doesn't have blood circulating in his body and breathing has ceased, he is then pronounced clinically dead. But the Holy Bible has a more profound definition and description of death. Good evening, faithful listeners. We greet you with the peace of Jesus Christ wherever you may be and whatever you might be doing. Welcome to the first season finale of The Unheard Truth from the Bible. I am your humble host, Yuli Villamin. Thank God for joining us tonight and the last 11 amazing episodes of this humble podcast. We are now on the 12th 
and final episode of Season 1. And with God's help and guidance, we will give you yet another episode to cherish. As we end our first season with a bang, we will be talking about the living dead. Tonight, our very own truthcaster will enlighten us on the biblical definition of life and death. How living a life is well beyond breathing and blood circulation. So make yourself comfortable for the next hour and a half. And if you're driving, please don't take your eyes off the road. Just lend us your ears as we bring another unheard wisdom in the Bible here in the Unheard Truth Podcast. As advertised, we have a special guest co-host for tonight. He is the host of the Cameron Dole Experience on Power Hits KQ 106 and Mornings on Pure Country KWHW for Monarch Broadcasting. Also, he is the host of Good Questions with Cameron Dole podcast. Brothers and sisters, please welcome Mr. Cameron Dole. Good evening, Cameron, and welcome to the Unheard Truth. Thank you, brother Ulysses. It is my honor and privilege to be a part uh, a part of the season finale. Yes, uh, Cameron. Thank you for joining us. We know that it's quite late in your time right now. Correct? Yeah, we're about seven uh, o'clock right now locally, so it's not too bad. Okay, and as our uh, guest co-host, you are more than welcome to join us in our discussion for tonight. I look forward to it. Okay, and of course. Our season finale will not be complete without the man who became God's instrument to give us 11 eye-opening and unheard episodes. He is the overall servant of the Members Church of God International. We like to call him the Truthcaster. But besides the plethora of accolades and myriad of accomplishments, he just wants to be called simply as Brother Eli Soriano. Good evening, Brother Eli. Good evening. Everyone, Brother Yuli, uh, bro uh, Brother Cameron, it's a pleasure to be broadcasting with you. And I hope that our listeners will profit from wisdom that is in the Bible as we tackle this uh, very delicate episode, the finale of our season one, the 12th episode. Uh, and we are nearing... Uh, 2 million downloads, brother. Actually, Eli. brother Eli, we already surpassed 2 million downloads. We are at 2.1 in my latest uh, knowledge. We already reached 2.1 million downloads. And God willing, we will celebrate this milestone next episode. Yes, on our the first uh, episode of our season two. Season God willing, God willing. But tonight, we are going to close out the season. And as many of you know, brothers and sisters, Cameron, our special guest for tonight, invited our very own brother Eli to be a guest on his podcast, uh, The Good Question Podcast. So uh, I returned the favor of inviting him to our show as a guest co-host. And without having second thoughts, he agreed to join us tonight in time for our season finale. And again, Cameron, thank you very much for finding time to guest in today's episode it, it's truly a privilege and uh, i'm just excited to hear what brother ellie has to say and and i invited you because you told me that you are a preacher's son correct do you mean that he is the 
is the son of a preacher also. Yes, Brother Eli, he told me that he was a son of a preacher. And in fact, his father, when he was born in the U.S., his father was in the Philippines, in national television in the Philippines. Is that correct, Cameron? Yes, he, it was uh, 1973, and I, I'm not sure the, uh, the the reasoning behind all of it, but uh, he, he was not there whenever I was born and uh, was was with the, uh, the Air Force and uh, a group there welcoming, I believe it was prisoners of war that were being returned. Okay, so if you don't mind, can you just share a little bit about yourself to our listeners? Yeah, I, uh, like you mentioned, uh, being a preacher's kid, um, I was raised in a church home, uh, learned and uh, read the, the King James all my life. Um, went through, hit, hit my twenties and, uh, made some decisions that, I, that I knew were wrong and, uh, kept making the wrong decisions for uh, a span of about 10 years. And, uh, it finally got to a point where I, I was at the bottom and, and when you hit rock bottom, the only way you can look is up and God was there and, uh, he was just waiting for me to turn around and, and, and ask him to to be the Lord over my life again. I've worked in ministry over the last 20 years, uh, worked in a church setting for several years, uh, for many years actually, and uh, got out of ministry, church ministry about 10 years ago and work in radio, but uh, God opened another avenue of ministry through through the radio program and, and also through the podcast as well. So he continues to bless in spite of ourselves. Amen. And when I I told Cameron the topic for tonight. He was quite excited because he said that it's a very deep discussion to have. And Brother Ellie will explain to us what the real meaning of dying and living in biblical terms. And with God's help, I want to share this knowledge to everyone in order to understand profound uh, verses of the Bible that is, uh, I believe up to now, is an unheard truth among uh, religious people in the religious world. Let me first, uh, Brother Yuli, open our discussion in the way of understanding the truth in the Bible. Because the truth of God sometimes is not the truth for men. Maybe you will ask, why? Because God's thinking is not the way that man thinks. 55.8, Brother Yuli, I want you to read the book of Isaiah. 55.8 to 9. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's quite revealing, Brother Yuli. God saying that His thoughts is not like our thoughts. His ways, not like our ways as humans. And the comparison is so enormous and so deep and so high. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. That is clear. In order to understand what God is saying and to comprehend what God is teaching, we need an intervention of 
somebody who came from God himself. Mm-hmm. In our own way, we cannot understand the Bible. That's why up to now, there are unheard truth in the Bible because of man's incapacity to understand the thoughts and the ways of the Lord. I hope that is clear to everyone who is listening. Now, how do we understand the thoughts, the high thoughts and the high ways of God in the Bible? When we talk of living and dead, death and life, we have to understand the thoughts of God regarding life and death, death and life. I will give you a food for thought, Brother Yuli. I hope you will, you will enjoy thinking about these things. Let us read when one of the disciples or persons following and who, wants, and who wants to follow the Lord Jesus Christ was commissioned by the Lord Jesus Christ to, uh, to preach the kingdom of God. He has this to say. Let us read from the book of Luke. Chapter 9, verse 59. Luke chapter 9, verse 59. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Verse 60. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. This is a famous saying among Evangelicals, let the dead bury their dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. The Lord Jesus Christ is uh, somewhat uh, declaring an urgency to preach the kingdom of God. Because if there is no urgency, why will he not give time to somebody asking him a favor to let him first bury his father then he will come again and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I will follow you, but let, my, let me go first and bury my father. But the Lord Jesus Christ answered in a very eloquent uh, manner, teaching the urgency of uh, propagating or announcing the kingdom of God, saying, let the dead bury their dead. Brother Yuli, I, I will ask you something about this one. Have you noticed something in the verse? Mm. Because you were a former Catholic, you studied in a Catholic, a very famous Catholic school in the Philippines. You studied in San Beda, Brother Yuli? I came from Letran. Letran. Now, have you noticed something in this verse? I noticed that he said, let the dead bury their dead. Neither of them are living. Mm -hmm. If you get the logic of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the dead bury their dead. It is not a no, it's not a nonsense pronouncement. The dead should bury, bury their dead. Meaning, none of those are living in God's thought and thinking. The one to bury and the one to be buried are both dead. None is living. What I noticed, Brother Eli, is the other is dead, but the other dead has the capacity to bury the other dead. But both of them are dead. Mm-hmm. In logic and in biblical terms, both of them are dead. 
the one has the capacity to bury the dead. Now, it doesn't mean that because you are, you can move, you can, you can dig, or you have the strength. It doesn't mean that you are alive. In God's thought, in that's the why. Of God, frankly, the Lord Jesus Christ said, "Let the dead bury their dead." Now, the very thing that we have to understand here, brother Yuli, is what kind of a person does God consider as living, and what what kind of a person God consider as dead. Mm-hmm. We need now the understanding from the words of God in the Bible. And the Lord Jesus Christ has the key to understanding. If you do not have the key, you cannot open those uh, closed word of God. You believe that there are the word of God is closed, brother Eli. Yes, brother Eli. The word of God is, shall I say, off limits to some people. Yes, in that sense. Why? Let us read. The Apostle Paul asking the prayers of the congregation. In the book of Colossians chapter 4 verse 3. Colossians chapter 4 verse 3. With all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds. We need God's intervention to open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds, the Apostle Paul said. Meaning, there is a door for utterance or the words of God, the logos. The door must be opened. And for you to open the door, you need a key or keys. Let us read and discover the truth about this. In the book of Isaiah chapter 2, verse 22, it says, Isaiah chapter 22, verse 22, And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, so he shall open, and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open. Speaking prophetically about the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, brother Yuli, The word of God said, "And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, so he shall open, and none shall shut; and he shall shut, and none shall open." This is the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us prove that in the book of Revelation. This this is the way of our program to make people hear the unheard truth. We ask question, we let the Bible answer our question. That's why verse after verse we are reading that will answer our question. In the book of Revelation chapter 3 verse 7 it says, Revelation chapter 3 verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things said he that is holy, he that is true, he that had the key of David, he that opened it and no man shut it, and shut it, and no man opened it. The, the verse speaks of the Lord Jesus Christ. This thing said, He that is holy, he that is true, he that had the key of David, 
he that open it and no man shut it and shut it and no man open it. So we have the person from whom we can acquire the key, brother Yuri. And the key was given to the apostles in understanding the word of God, uh, the door of the utterance of the word of God. Let us read in the book of Matthew chapter 16, verse uh, 16, brother Yuli. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Verse 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Verse 18, And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Verse 19, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ speaking, giving the keys to Peter so that he may bind something on earth that will be acknowledged also and be bound in heaven also. The Catholic Church explains this as that Peter, Apostle Peter, is foremost of the apostles because he received the key. Only him has the key. That's why he was pronounced by the Catholic Church, the first pope in Rome, and many other inventions followed. But it is not true that only to Peter that the Lord Jesus Christ gave the key to have the power to bind and to loose. It is also given to other apostles. In the book of Matthew 18, 18, let us read. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Verse 19. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. Verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. He is speaking practically to all apostles. Whatever ye shall bind, on earth shall be bound in heaven. He, he, he did not give the key only to Peter, to all apostles. So all the apostles have the understanding of how to open, because they have the key, they have the capacity to enter into the door. Because when you have the key, you can enter, you can open, you can shut. Now, considering all these premises that I have laid to you, we can understand from the teachings of the apostles what does the Lord Jesus Christ mean when he said, let the dead bury their dead. The apostles understood it very well. Sad to say, many preachers now do not understand what the Lord Jesus Christ said. 
Let the dead bury their dead. First of all, understanding the thought of the Word of God, both for Jesus Christ, both of them, the father of one of his disciples who is dead, is dead. Mm-hmm. And those that are left in their house are also dead. So do not bother going home. He said to his disciple, you have a more important thing to do, to preach the kingdom of God. Follow me and preach. Let the dead bury their dead. So within those that household maybe, they are all dead. Why in the word can the Lord Jesus Christ say this? Why, Brother Yuli? Not even meeting those people who are relatives of this should-be disciple. Why? Why did the Lord Jesus Christ uh, practically said every one of them in that household is dead? Why? Let us read in 2.24 of the book of John. John chapter 2, verse 24. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men, verse 25, and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. Therefore, it is clear, Jesus knew all men. Whatever distance may be, you are far from the Lord Jesus Christ. He has the capacity to know you at a distance. The Lord Jesus Christ can know what is in man what is in their hearts, in their thoughts. And he's speaking to, to one of the should-be disciples, asking him permission to go and bury his father. The Lord Jesus Christ answered, let the dead bury their dead. So those who are left in, those house, in that household are all dead, and they will bury their dead. Did you get that point? No one of them is living in the thinking of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, the thoughts of God are not our thoughts. And His ways are not our ways. So it is clear now that the thinking of God revealed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is His Son, is not the, the same way we think. Because imagine the dead burying their dead, their own dead. Meaning all of them, those that are moving, And the one in the casket to be buried, they're all counted dead by the Lord Jesus Christ. In what sense? Let us discover. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 18. Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 18. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, Because of the blindness of their heart. You have, to, uh, you have to analyze that, Brother Yuli, in order to have a complete understanding of God's thoughts and words and ways. The Apostle Paul revealing a very important fact of his spirituality. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, God is the source of life. Agreed? Amen, Brother Eli. Being alienated from the source of life, are you living or are you dead? If you are detached from the source of life, you probably are dead. Not probably. 
usually are dead. The Apostle Paul explaining, those people who were alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Brother Yuli, being blind in heart is being dead. Accept that fact. Blind in heart is being dead. Remember that. And which cause or who caused the blindness in heart of people? Who is that person that causes a person to be blind in heart? Let us read. 2 Corinthians 4.4, the Bible tells us. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Very clear. The God of this world who is Satan. The God of this world. It should have been translated the God of this age. The, the word translated God of this world, the word world is ahion in Greek. The God of this present age of humanity from the time of the apostles is Satan. His uh, work is blinding the hearts and the minds of people. And that is tantamount to killing them, making them dead, being alienated from the life of God because of the blindness of their heart. So those that dwell in darkness, Brother Yuli, blinded in heart and in mind, are dead. They are victims of Satan. You know what is the work of Satan? Yes, Brother Eli. He is a murderer. Very good. 8.44 of the book of John. John chapter 8, verse 44. Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. That's the work of Satan. By lying, he murders people from the beginning. He is a murderer from the beginning. The Lord Jesus Christ is very well uh, uh, speaking the truth to, to the Jews. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. How does he murder? By his lies. And because of his lies, he is causing people to be alienated or separated from God. From the life source. The life source. So everybody who will fall victim to the lies of Satan will be considered by God dead. Alienated from the light or the life of God. And the cause is the lies of Satan, the murderer from the beginning. And his work continues up to now. Killing, murdering. But people, billions of people are living. But you do not know that uh, very few are living. 
in the thought and the thinking of God. Most of us have died. Most of us. That's why the invitation of God is in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. Let us read that. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. You need light to live, brother Uli. Meaning, these people are in darkness, in utter darkness. Victims of Satan. They were blinded by Satan. To be alienated from the source of the life from the source of life, which is God, according to what we have read. Is it coming clearly to you, Brother Yuli, the connection of the verses that we are reading? Yes, Brother Eli. Have you heard this formerly? <laughs> Only from you, Brother Eli. And let's ask Cameron, Brother Eli, what does he have to say about what we are discussing right now? I have, I, I have heard it put in different ways, uh, but along the same lines on the, on the teaching. Uh, this is firmly what I believe uh, teaching-wise. Thank you. Now, the Bible tells us, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. There is a verse in the Bible, Brother Yuli, that Christ is the only source of light that gives life. Let us read from the book of John, chapter 1. In him was light. Chapter 1, verse 4. John, chapter 1, verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Hmm. Life and life are two inseparable things. Be in darkness and you will lose your life. Lose your life and you will be in darkness. That's why the, Bo the Bible tells us, in Him, uh, referring to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, in Him was life and the life was the light of all men. Where there is light, there is life. Where there is darkness, there is death. In the terms of the Bible. Satan blinding the hearts of people for darkness to rule over them, practically making them dead, alienating them or separating them from the light or the life of God. So many people now are dead. 
This is an inevitable conclusion basing our judgment from the Bible. 5.6 of the book of 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 6. But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. Mm, we have now a clue. Anybody that liveth in pleasure, in vices, in things that are mundane, really, are considered by God dead. So in that household, where there is a dead father, all the household are considered by the Lord Jesus Christ to be dead. They are living. They can bury. Actually, they can kill, Brother Yuli. Mm-hmm. They can kill. How can they do that, Brother Eli? Because they have strength. Their body moves. Mm. If they can bury, they can kill. Physically. Physically. But, They are all considered dead by the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the dead bury their dead. <laughs> It is now very clear that these people in that house, in that particular household, are living in pleasure, in living. Maybe you will ask, why is it prohibited by God to live in pleasure? Is it very early? I do not agree. Sometimes you have to have pleasure. Pleasure in dealing with your wife, with children, your loved ones. But what pleasure makes a person dead? Let us read. In the book of Hebrews, Moses refused that pleasure. 11.24 of the book of Hebrews, let us read. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. There are pleasures of sin, brother Yuli. There is pleasure in being a drug addict. Otherwise, you will not crave for drugs when there is no pleasure in it. There is pleasure in taking medicines that arises the, the libido of a man and a woman. There is pleasure in that. There is always pleasure in sin. That's why this tactic of the devil, the god of this age and the god of this world, in killing people is giving them pleasures of sin, enticing them to experience the pleasure of uh, having two wives, or lying down with two or three women at a time, which is against the will of God. The pleasure of having number one, number two, number three, four, five, six, seven women in your life. The pleasure of drinking wine and eating exotic foods. The pleasure of everything that is mundane, that is uh, everything that is worldly. When you are a victim, of all these pleasures of sin, then you are dead. You are dead. Because sin makes you die. Let us read. This is one of the most misunderstood verse of the Bible. In the book of Romans, let us read what the Apostle Paul has to say. Book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 12. Romans, chapter 5, verse 12. Wherefore, As by one man 
sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. You see, this was misunderstood for centuries. Why, Brother Eli? I will read it again, Brother Eli, and be, be intelligent enough to... May God help me. <laughs> Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. They interpret it as, ah, so we are all dying because oh, everybody commits sin. Hmm? Mm -hmm. But are you going to consider a baby dead, a little child dead, who has not the capacity to commit sin? You are wrong. You are grossly wrong. Pastors, even Catholic priests are grossly wrong considering that babies have sin, original sin. So they are originally dead because sin causes man to die, to be separated from the life of God. Everybody that sin may experience death. But what is this death? Most pastors interpret it as death in the flesh. No, it's wrong. Not all that are dying are dead. Are you not going to ask or, or this uh, let me, let argue me, with me, Brother Eli? Let me repeat that, Brother Eli, if I got it right, correctly. Yes. Not all who are dying are dead. Yes. But all that are sinning are dead. So even if you die. But you did not die in sin. You die in Christ. You are, yet, you are not dead. You are not qualified as dead. You are not regarded by God in his thoughts in the Bible as dead. Mm -hmm. I will repeat the word. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. What kind of death is this? Death caused by sin. But there is a death that is not caused by sin. Pastors seem to mix things up in the Bible. There, are, there is a kind of death which is not caused by sin. Let us read 14.12 of the book of Revelation up to 13. In the book of Revelation chapter 14 verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Verse 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, said the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Are they dead? They are just resting, Brother Ed. Yes, precisely. But they are called dead by people when they die. So there is a death that is not the real death that will pass through all sinners. This death is death of the physical body. Mm -hmm. Death of the physical body. I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, said the Spirit, 
that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. So they are not, ju- they are not re- really dead in the truest sense of the word dead. They are not. They are just resting. In fact, they are just sleeping, brother Yuli. Yes. In other terms of the Bible, they are just sleeping. So it seems to me, Brother Eddie, that the word dead in the Bible is not used by God to somebody who is doing the will of God. Is that correct, Brother Eddie? And it's a fact. When Lazarus died, Mary and Martha are very much depressed or very much uh, sorrowful. The Lord Jesus Christ said, to Martha and to Mary, your brother will resurrect. Martha and Mary answering, yes, Lord, we know that he will be resurrected. He will come to life again in the last day. The Lord Jesus Christ revealed to them something very important that pastors now do not understand. Let us uh, read the conversation between them. 11.24 of the book of John. John chapter 11, verse 24. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Verse 25. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Verse 26. And whosoever liveth, And believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Can you erase that from the Bible, Brother Julie? Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. If you, if you are going to use understanding that comes from the Bible, Lazarus died in the flesh. Mm-hmm. But he resurrected Lazarus. Correct? Amen, Brother Eli. He resurrected the flesh of Lazarus. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ, when Mary asked, uh, told, told him, I know that he will resurrect in the last day. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. When you died believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, though you die, you will be resurrected. You will live. And he is exactly mentioning Lazarus. But he added something which needed much more comprehension. And that is, and whosoever leaveth, remember the verses, the verse, brothers and sisters, 11.26 of the book of John. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Are you going to experience death if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Living, and while living you are believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall never die. So, he is speaking of a death that will not come to believers and to followers of Christ. And a death, Brother Eddie, that is worse than the physical death that the people are afraid of. Yes. Yes. Because he's putting weight on this death. That if you believe in him, 
you will not experience you will not die anymore you shall never die so that kind of death will not be experienced by you if you believe and follow the lord jesus christ but he did not say that if you believe in me you will not die in the flesh he said ye shall never you shall never die he was giving importance to the the other death which people should be which is more... misunderstood and what is that death it is the death caused by sin but if you die in faith not in sin you you actually is is living you are not you are not dead mm-hmm. because the promise is that he believe he that believeth in me shall never die <laughs> shall never die so there is death which is uh, of much weight for the lord jesus christ to emphasize and that is death that that death is caused by the pleasures of sin anybody that sins is considered by the bible dead going back to 5:12 of the book of romans wherefore as by one man by adam sin entered into the world and death by sin what is that death it's the death in the flesh no no it was misunderstood by pastors of our times and death by sin by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin what is that death death that is caused by sin that even if you are moving but if you are living in sins and in pleasures of sin you are considered dead by god's thought and thinking sin entered entered into the world and death by sin and so death passed upon all men which death passed upon all men the death caused by sin because all have sinned not including those who do not sin not including small babies or small children, children. you you must not call them uh, dead they are living in the sight of god you know brother yuli this verse i am very sorry that most people were misguided by these pastors not understanding and not explaining the context of this verse in 5:12 of the book of Romans that the death mentioned here is not the death in the flesh because death in the flesh is something good for God mm-hmm. he is giving you a rest the time to rest time to rest time to relax when you die in the flesh you are not dead you are just resting in the sight of God you are living in the sight of god you do not die what what died and what co- what is that death be- being mentioned brother yuli what died and what is that death being mentioned 1028 of the book of matthew let us read matthew chapter 10 verse 28 and fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul you see that they can kill the body the body must die may die 
the apostle's body may die. Because he's speaking to the apostles in this particular verse. Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. So even if their body died or is dead, they are still living, the apostles, the Christian, the servants of God. The fearful death is the death that is caused by sin. But if you died, the body died. Physically. Physically. It is something to to regard as something good because then you are given your rest if you are that's if if you were if you died doing the will of God yes then you are you are not considered by God dead and you are living in the sight of God even your your body is dead but even if you are living with your body moving you are living in sin, you are dead in the sight of God. So, those dead must bury their dead. I want to tell you something, Brother Julie. And who must bury someone who is not dead? Mm. Someone who is not dead spiritually or physically? Really? Who, is, who is not dead? Meaning, dead in the thinking of God. Because his thinking, his thoughts is different from our thoughts. In God's thinking and thought, even if your body dies, you are still living in the sight of God. Only the body died for the body to rest. So now, even if you're dead physically and you died doing the will of God, you are considered not dead. You are considered resting. Resting. So Sleeping. But still, you need to be buried. Yes. And is that what you're asking, Brother Eddie? Yes. Who will bury? Who will bury this? The dead body. The dead body with a resting spirit. Yes. Is that it? Yes. If the dead must bury their dead, then the living must bury their dead. That is a distinction. Maybe you have not heard this. Um, <laughs> this is the first time I'm, I heard this, Brother Eli, that there is a, a living being that is going to be buried and needs to be buried because his physical body is dead. How about you, Cameron? Have you heard this before? I've never heard it put quite this way. It was one of those, uh, w- one of those things that I've always battled with back and forth. Can you expound on that, Cameron, please? Yeah, the... Uh, about the dead burying the dead that was uh it was one that i always wondered about whether it was talking about using the dead burying their dead as as an excuse as to not serve god but i, I understand what he's saying that yes it is actually the dead in spiritual terms that are burying the dead physically is kind of is where i'm seeing it now yeah but how about burying the other being who is not considered by god as dead what can you say about that? Yeah, that is something I've, I've never really put a whole lot of thought to. That was one of those things that you think about, and Brother Ellie, I'm sure you understand this. A lot of times we get into a verse and we get stuck on other points, and then we don't think about the expanse of, uh, of what the verse is actually covering or the text is covering. Precisely, because they are just focusing on the dead burying the dead, which Christ told his disciple. 
But what they do not focus on is there is a being who God considers not dead, but still he needs to bury because he died in the flesh. But to the eyes of God, he is not dead yet. He's just resting. And something miraculous is inside it, Brother Yuli. What is that, Brother Eli? We are obliged. If somebody who died, Brother Yuli, is not considered by God as dead, the one that must bury him is a living person. Do not let that dead body of a living person be buried by dead people. The living must bury them. Rightfully so, Brother Eli, because Jesus Christ said, let the dead bury the dead. Yes. So, if you're going to bury a living, the living should bury the living. Yes. And the wonderful thing that must be understood, we will tackle on the first season, the first episode of the second season, Brother Yuli, this is one of the greatest, uh, greatest mystery of the Bible that the living must bury their dead who are living. Why? You see, there is something that happened when the Lord Jesus Christ was uh, six, six days before his death. A woman anointed him with very expensive perfume, oil, and that was Mary. And when the apostles criticized that act, why not sell this ointment for 300 pence to be given to the poor? The Lord Jesus Christ said unto them, Oh, let her do this, the Lord Jesus Christ said, in preparation for my burial. You see, Brother Eli? Yes, Brother Eli. Because the poor are always with you, but I will not be always with you. I will die. He will die. The Lord Jesus Christ will die. So, anointing him with oil as the custom of the Jews is welcome for the Lord Jesus Christ. And Mary is doing it in advance for the burial of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see? So, you mean, Brother Eli, that this incident is connected with the one that we are talking about yes, tonight? Yes, it's very much connected. We have to bury the Lord Jesus Christ. But he is not dead. Yes. Only the body was dead. But so he's a, he is a the, it is, he allowed that very expensive perfume to be in preparation for his funeral. If you read the story, let us read. Better to read now to give an advanced information of what will be the first episode of our second season. Chapter 12 of the book of John. John chapter 12 verse 1. Then Jesus six days before the Passover came to Bethany, where Lazarus was which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. Verse 2. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Verse 3. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Verse 4. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Verse 5. 
Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Verse 6, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. Verse 7, then Jesus said, let her alone. Against the day of my burying hath she kept this. Verse 8, For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. You see, this is the, this is a story that have something very nice in it. Why the Lord Jesus Christ, most compassionate, most merciful, misericordioso, a very good, very good person, told one of his would-be disciples to let the dead bury their dead. But when he is to be buried, he allowed in advance something which will cost very, which will be very expensive. Imagine just the perfume will be sold for 300 pence. It's very expensive perfume. You have to work for a year in order to earn the value of that perfume in those uh, times. So it's very expensive. Imagine someone who labors, is working for an entire year just to earn 300 pence for one year. Then all your fruits of your labor will be used by Mary Magdalene to anoint the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said very categorically, Let her. So it seems that burying him is something very important for the Lord Jesus Christ. The very person who said that let the dead bury their dead, now that he is dying, he said, let her alone against the day of my burial. He said, against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. So he is dying. He, he is saying, he's trying to impress us that for him, uh, burying him is something very important. You know how important it is, Brother Yuli? Albert Eli. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Let us go to Matthew. In the book of Matthew, chapter 10, 26, uh, verse, uh, let us start in verse uh, 26, 6. In the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verse 6. Now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, verse 7, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. Verse 8, But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? 
For them, it is waste. Spending a very precious ointment just to anoint the Lord Jesus Christ. It's just something. It's something for them, for the apostles, as a waste, waste of money. Now, what happened next? Verse 9. For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. Verse 10. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. Hmm? Uh, it's a good work on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's continue. Verse 11. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. Verse 12. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it. For my burial. Uh-huh, exactly, Brother Yuli. She did it for her, for his burial. Burial, And what follows next, Brother Yuli? Verse 13. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. Very good. Something very good. According to Christ, what that woman have done to him is good. Something good. Preparing Jesus Christ for his burial. And according to the verse, wherever the gospel of Christ shall be preached, the memory of that woman shall be mentioned. This is one of the unheard truth in the Bible. What does that lesson means, Brother Yuli? Why I say this is unheard? Are you interested, Brother Yuli? Of course, Brother Eli. Unheard because the message of that incident is not being preached by pastors now. Because they are preaching another gospel. But whenever the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ will be preached, this must be explained. What, what is that good thing that that woman have done to our Lord Jesus Christ? Remember, it's a preparation for burying the Lord Jesus Christ. Burying somebody who is a servant of God is something good. And that we will tackle on the first episode of our second season of the Unheard Truth. But for the meantime, let us leave that behind, Brother Yuli. I'm just giving you Uh, a, a teaser of what they will expect in our coming season. So are you saying, Brother Eddie, that Jesus Christ, when he died, is a prime example of burying somebody who is... Who is not dead. Who is not dead. Who is not considered by God as dead, but living. And you were asking me a while ago, who will be the living people that needs to bury somebody who is... Yes. Like... And the living must be the Christian community. A co-Christian who is living, who is not living in pleasure, considered by God as living, because those that live in the pleasures of sin are considered by God as dead. That is the very essence of the book of Romans 5.12. When the Apostle Paul is expounding to the Romans, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, And death by sin. What is that death? 
Most pastors interpret it as the death of the body. No, it's not. Entered death, entered by sin, and so death passed upon all men. What is that death? That death which is a, a very grave uh, death passed upon all men. Upon all men who? Of them. For all, for that all have sinned. All sinners will experience this death. Brother, that the Apostle Paul is saying. It is not the death of the body. It, mm-hmm. is, the, it is the spiritual death we must understand caused by the lies of Satan. Murdering you in what way? By telling lies, separating you from the truth of God, separating you, alienating you from the life of God, then you are dead. And that is the gravest death you can experience in life. Being considered dead, fully dead. Mm-hmm. Because even if a Christian die, his, his body die, he is not considered dead. So I have to add something now. Please, Brother Eli. God speaking to Moses said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Presenting himself to Moses. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ, later in the New Testament, cited the very same verse that God have spoken unto Moses. In the book of Matthew chapter 22, verse 32. Let us read. Matthew chapter 22, verse 32. 32. I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Have you thought of what the Lord Jesus Christ mean to say? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that they are, are still living are not dead. They are living, Brother Eli. In the sight of God, in the thoughts of God. Otherwise, They will not be, God will not be their God. Because God dead. is not a God of the dead, but of the living. Who are the dead which do not have the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Uh, did you mind asking that question, Brother Yuli? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead. Which dead? Those that are dead in sin. Because they are separated from life, the life of God. So, their God is not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Their God is the God of this world. That caused them to be dead. Did you get the point, Brother Eli? Yes, Brother Eli. God is not a God of the dead, but of the living. Therefore, Abraham... According to God, he is the God of Abraham. He is also the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. They are living in the sight of God. They were never dead. Their body only died, but they are treated by God as living, not as dead. But there are so many people who are living but are treated or, or to the eyes of God. in the eyes of God are dead. 26 of the book of Proverbs. Let us read, Brother Yuli. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 16. Verse 16. The man that wandereth out of the way of understanding 
shall remain in the congregation of the dead. Then there is the, what the Bible say, congregation of the dead. In the original Hebrew word used, the word congregation is likened unto a church or a congregation or the word is kauhaul, uh, kahal or kauhaul, assemblage. That is an assembly, a company, a congregation, a multitude. There is a multitude of dead people living on earth. And that is the man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. There are so many dead people in our time. Dead because of their sins. They are not, they are not acknowledged by God as living. They're considered dead. But there is hope, Brother Yuli. Mm-hmm. Are, you not ask, are you not going to ask me, but why, why, why did I say... There is hope. In fact, Brother Eli, I was supposed to ask you that question. As Lazarus was risen from the dead by the Lord Jesus Christ, will these spiritually dead people have a chance for a spiritual resurrection? Yes. It happened to Lazarus and the first century Christians also. A spiritual resurrection? Yes. Before Lazarus was dead in the flesh, And before he was resurrected by Christ, he was dead also. In the spirit. Let us read. In the book of Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. The Christians in the first century church uh, have been risen with Christ. The Apostle Paul said, if you then be risen with Christ. What, the, what does that mean, be risen with Christ? They were resurrected in Christ. Because they were formerly dead. Because of sins. Mm-hmm. When they have seen the light of Christ, they followed Christ. They were redeemed from darkness. And they are now considered living. Why are they dead before? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you had he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Presto. It's very clear. The, the Ephesians, according to Paul, were quickened, were made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. So this is what the Bible calls dead. Those who are in trespasses and sins. And because they were, they were dead, they were quickened or they were made alive by the light of the Lord Jesus. 5.14 of the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14. Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. Amen. <laughs> Most of us are dead, including Lazarus, Mary Magdalene, the first century Christians. Most of us are dead. In our time, most people are dead because they are living in sins. This is the first time, Brother Eli, that I heard that Lazarus experienced two resurrections. Yes, precisely. A spiritual resurrection and 
physical physical resurrection and will experience another resurrection in the first resurrection and correct me if i'm wrong brother eli when jesus resurrected lazarus all the disciples and the people who ha- who were knowledgeable of the event they were amazed yes like but, like, like mary like you said mary. yes but what is amazing is the first resurrection that's why but really they they didn't they realize that they they were resurrected also in the spirit because they were considered dead because of their sins and they did not realize that at that yeah, time but really not, not many realized that not many because they were so in awe of the physical resurrection of Lazarus but, and, and yet but what is amazing is the the spiritual resurrection from sins realizing that you are a sinner you are you are promising god that you will not uh, you will not be going back to your sins anymore he resurrected you spiritually now you are living with christ you are living with christ as what happened to the apostle paul follow galatians chapter 2 verse 20 galatians chapter 2 verse 20 i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i but christ liveth in me and the life which i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me amen the apostle paul was considered dead that's why he was crucified in christ because he is a persecutor of christians he is a sinner brother yuli the apostle paul is dead but he was resurrected by christ in a spiritual sense now he is living mm-hmm. he is living with christ christ lives in him that's why there is a spiritual death that happened to almost all sinners it is not the physical death because the physical death is something it is not something that will uh, alienate you or separate you from god it is something that bring you closer to god when you die in the flesh not in sin you die in the flesh you you will be closer to god yes but really when you die in the flesh because you are living still in the sight of god you have you are not anymore uh you are not anymore controlled by your physical body you can be closer to god when you die and the apostles dream of that day when they will be liberated in their physical body or for because of death they will they will leave the body to be with the lord remember that brother Yuli. and i want you to read Second Corinthians chapter five verse one, up to eight. Second Corinthians chapter five verse one. For we know that if our earthly house, the earthly house is the body. I just want to advance that information. Let us continue. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house. Not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Two, for in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Verse three, if so be that being clothed, 
we shall not be found naked. Verse 4, For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. 5. Now he that hath wrought as from as for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Verse 6. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Did you get that? While we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. In verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Verse 8. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So, dying, your body dying, will be closer to God. So, the death of the body is not something bad. In Actually, in the sight of God, it is something very precious. In the book of Psalms, chapter 116, verse 15. Psalms, chapter 116, verse 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. The death of the body of His saints. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. And what is that death? The death of the body. Not the death of the whole being. I want to teach you something, Brother Yuli. What is counted as living in the sight of God is our soul, our spirit. Mm -hmm. Let us read 2-7 of the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Analyzing that verse, Brother Yuli, where did man came from? The from, being, the body. From the dust of the ground, Brother Eli. God fashioned it. The word formed there, the word translated as formed, is that it should have been uh, translated as fashioned. Fashioned. Yautzar means to fashion. Passion, why, Brother Eli? Maybe you want to ask me why. Why, Brother Eli? Our being is not just uh, any, any work. It's a work of art. It's a work of art. Our being as a man, our body, our brains, our hearts, the way our body works in coordination uh, of one organ to another is um, very, very delicately fashioned by the Creator. A masterpiece, Bert. A masterpiece. That's the, the right term. Now, the Lord formed man out of the dust of the ground or fashioned him. So, it doesn't matter, Brother Yuli, that you have your body. You pay attention. You have your body. You have your nostrils. The entire being. God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So what is living in the sight of God 
What is living in the sight of God? The soul, Brother Eli. The soul. The soul. You see? To there is the body, but without the breath of life that was breathed by God into the, the nostrils of Adam, then he is not a living soul. But the life that came from God made you living. And what is living? Shop Kohl's Black Friday Super Deals and get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent, plus an extra 15% off. Save on Google Smart Home products. Get Amazon tablets $39.99, Sharper Image earbuds $19.99, and get 50% off games and toys, plus free store pickup. Shop Black Friday Super Deals Thursday and Friday only at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select style, select deals valid November 26th and 27th only. Limited quantity while supplies last and rain checks. 15% offer valid November 22nd through the 27th with promo code ENJOY15. Offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or calls.com for details. The soul. Mm -hmm. it, it is what counts more, most. most to God. That part of our being which is living and will not die. Which will die only because of sin. Because it is a spirit it will die a spiritual death and the spiritual death is caused by sin. Soul will not die because of the death of your human body. Soul will die of sin. Let us read in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 18, the Lord speaking, 1820. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 20. The soul that seen it, it shall die. And the soul that seen it, it shall die. The soul that seen it, it shall die. What will make the soul die? Sin. A living soul dies because of sin. So, when the Bible tells us that by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin, it is the death of the soul, which is more important than the body. The death of the soul is caused by sin. Mm. The death of our spiritual being is caused by sin. Many people now are, are dead, like that household wherein the father is dead and need to be buried. So the dead shall bury, bury their dead because they are all dead, spiritually speaking. Their soul is considered by God dead. It is the sin that caused the death of the soul. Remember that the soul is a living being that came from the breath of God. Breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. And the living is the soul, Brother Julie. And that is considered by God as the living. Abraham. Isaac and Jacob are living because God is not a God of the dead, but a God of the living. The souls of those who died in righteousness are there in heaven, resting, not buried. They are resting at the, at the, at the base of the altar in heaven. The souls of those that are found worthy of eternal life, are resting there. They are not dead. 6-9 of the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 6, verse 9. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them 
that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Verse 10. And they cried with a loud voice saying, Are they dead? No, Brother Eli, because they're crying with a loud voice. How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Verse 11. And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season. They are resting. The souls are not, are not dead. They are resting because they, they were slain because of the word of God. What was slain is their body. But it is not the being that is most important to God. That's why they remain living in the sight of God. They are just resting. Abraham was there. Isaac is there. Jacob is there. All those people who are worthy as servants of God are considered living. That's why God is not a God of the, of the dead, but of the living. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because they are considered by God as living. Their souls do not die. Only souls of those who commit sins against God are considered dead. Their spirit, their souls are dead. But as I told you, uh, there is hope for them that are murdered by Satan, that were um, considered dead because of the sins that uh, they have committed because of the insinuations of Satan. God is offering them life. That's why the first century Christians, almost all of them are dead people in the sight of God. But they were resurrected in Christ when they received the light of the gospel. Do you now understand the depth of this study, Brother Eli? Yes, Brother Eli. And the irony of this is a lot of people in our society today, they are worried about the physical death That's why... But they allow Satan to kill them, Brother Eli. Yes, Brother Eli. They are worried. That's why there's an advent of diet programs and the healthy regimens because they are very conscious of this physical body and they want to prolong the, the, the physical the life. Body. They want to prolong as much as possible. The, they call it longevity. Yes, Brother Eli. The, the life of the physical body, which is not that important in the sight of God. Because what we have to maintain to be alive is our soul and our spirit. It is the most important part of our being. And very few, Brother Eli, realize that. Mm -hmm. Amen. And very few pastors explain the true meaning of the book of 5.12 of Romans. Because they interpret the death there, uh, death pass upon all men for all for that all have sinned <laughs> it is very clear it's very clear in my mind that these pastors do not understand what they are teaching people they interpret the death here in Romans 5:12 that passed to all human beings as the death of the physical body no death of the physical body but that is the spiritual death that is caused by sin The death of the soul in the spirit. And let's ask our guest, Brother Cameron. Yes, sir. 
What did you take from this discussion, Brother Cameron? One of the biggest things that I think I took from it, and I think we all can take from this, is that uh, even though we are physically breathing, doesn't mean that we are spiritually alive. I mean, because uh, if we are, we, we are dead in sin in our trespasses, um, but uh, until we turn those over to, to God. Yes, and, and I think this is what happened to you when you were in your 20s. Like you told me, you were like away from God. And you were doing everything God told you not to do. Yes, I, I went through a season and uh, anything and every decision that I had to make or, or wanted, wanted to make, I was living, Brother Ellie, like you, like you mentioned, living for the pleasures, the things that made me feel good. And uh, the, those pleasures, um, I mean, it all has its own season and the, the, the pleasure turns to pain. And uh, obviously the pleasures aren't there to help you out anymore. The only one that's there was was God and uh, welcoming me back as long as I turn from uh, turn from the sin. I'm happy to hear that that you are you are telling me something that is past, meaning the present is not like the past. Yes, sir. In your life, brother Cameron, I'm happy to say I I'm happy to hear that. Yes, it is. Uh, it's uh, every day is a battle still because the flesh still wants to do, but uh, but but yeah, keeping your eyes on the Lord and, uh, and what he has and, and making the right decisions that, that he's asking you to make rather than uh, what the God of this world is telling us. But the sad thing is there are still a lot of people who are undergoing that kind of death, Brother Cameron. Being murdered by Satan. Yes. Every- they are preoccupied with the things of this world that they kind of overlook what is more important, which is to uh, preserve your soul because this is what is more important in the sight of God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we are very glad and thankful to God that you were able to once again learn something new tonight in this humble program. It has been a very wonderful and fruitful evening, brothers and sisters. And it has been a very wonderful and fruitful first season. We would not have done it without God's loving grace, of course. When we were first conceptualizing this podcast, we were thinking more of catering to non-members of the church and giving them something that we already know in our congregation, but unheard to those who are not. We never expected that this program will also be an eye-opener for members of the church. Every single week, God gives us enlightening and eye-opening episodes that have touched members and non-members alike. It also gave us this inspiring soundtrack that is now uplifting a lot of people's spirits, especially in this tumultuous time. So overall, it was a very productive first season. And to all of this, we give praise and all the honor and the everlasting gratitude to the Almighty God in heaven. Because we know very well that without Him, we cannot do anything. Amen. We will always remember our Lord Jesus Christ. Reminder that after you have done all these things, I have commanded you to do. You say, we are unprofitable servants. And that is exactly what we are, brothers and sisters. Unprofitable servants doing that which our duties to do. And tonight we would like to thank again Cameron for joining us. Even though I know it's very late 
in your place right now. Thank you very much once again, Cameron. And please take this opportunity to invite and tell our listeners about your shows. All right. You can, uh, my, my podcast, Good Questions with Cameron Dole, you can find that anywhere. You can find it on uh, Spotify, iTunes, any of those uh, means. You can also follow, um, I've been uploading podcast episodes up on the YouTube page as well. Just uh, look for Cameron Dole there. Then on all the socials, uh, all social media, it's just GQ with Cam. That's it? That's uh, <laughs> that. The, I, I try to make it as easy as possible. You look up GQ with Cam or Cameron Dole, you can pretty much uh, that you, you'll be able to find me. <laughs> you told me you've just been hired as a what's that the coordinator for a podcast platform. I, I'm looking into uh, possibly joining a network. There's still some uh, s- some paperwork that has to be taken care of uh, for that. But yeah, that's uh, looks like that will be coming in the ne- in the next week or two. Okay. Good luck with that, Cameron. And we hope to have you again someday. Or well, I look we forward to you. it. Thank you. Or we can visit you again on your show. Anytime. The door is always open. <laughs> thank you very much. And I also want to thank my brothers and sisters who are helping us with this endeavor. Thank you very much to the TUT team, the Unheard Truth team. And may God repay all your efforts to help in the propagation of truth. May I, may I also say thank you, uh, Cameron. And we will pray for you and your family and your loved ones. May God bless you, Kamara. Brother Eli, I thank you very much. You're welcome. And the uh, last, but definitely not the least, we want to thank our Bible resource person, Brother Eli Soriano, for trusting us with this Herculean task of putting up this sensible podcast that will pass the standard of love and truth and agreeing to help us and be our tireless and humble guide as we embark on amazing episodes week after week after week. So thank you very much, Brother Eli. You do not have to thank me, Brother Eli. I always thank God for giving me the opportunity to be of service to, if possible, all humanity. With God's help, uh, maybe if God will allow me until the last breath of my life. It will be always my pleasure to uh, to reveal the profound meaning of God's word in the Bible by the help of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. I I I again remind you, brothers and sisters. I again remind you. The book of Romans, chapter five, verse twelve, the death mentioned there is not the physical death. It is the death caused by sin that entered into the world uh, because of sin. And that death that passed upon all men that all have sinned. But there are people who die not in sin, rather really. So they are not affected by that death caused by sin. And their death is precious in the sight of God. That verse is misinterpreted by almost all religious denominations. Especially another verse in Romans that the wages of sin is death. That is another misinterpreted verse of the Bible. Can you kindly read that, Brother Eli? To give an idea to our listeners. In the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 23. 
For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That pronouncement of the Apostle Paul that the wages of sin is death is not death. It's not physical death, Brother Yuli. Amen. But almost all pastors that explains these verses in the, in the book of Romans are... <laughs> To explain it, implying that that death is the death of the body. No, no. That is something we must understand. If we have the key to understanding, uh, that is in the Lord Jesus Christ, who has the key of David, Brother Yuli. And thank God we have, we have been blessed of uh, having opportunity to use that key in order to open things which are closed and when it is open, nobody can close it. That is the guarantee. Thank God for your continued patronage of this program, especially those who have created their own version of the of the unheard truth uh, soundtrack, really. soundtrack of the unheard truth. We thank God. We thank all of you for patronizing this uh, program, this podcast. And once again, this is your humble servant, Yuli Villamin. And this is your humble resource person, Brother Eli Soriano. Join us again next episode as we start a brand new season of The Unheard Truth from the Bible because you, you deserve, deserve the, the truth. truth. You've just listened to the unheard truth from the Bible. You can download the recorded version and share it with your friends. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Until next time. Today's specials, new Chase Freedom Flex with 3% on dining, including takeout. Now every meal comes with a side of cash back. Learn more at chasefreedom.com. Cars are issued by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A., member FDIC. Restrictions and limitations apply. Offer subject to change. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.